CQ Blind Ham. Hello, CQ Blind Ham. CQ Blind Ham from November Echo 5 Victor. CQ Blind Ham. CQ Blind Ham from November Echo 5 Victor. This is the CQ Blind Hams Podcast. For more information, visit www.blindhams.com. It's been around for years, and it's still gaining in popularity. It can be used to connect repeaters together or control them. It has many other uses as well. It sounds great, and it's definitely worth exploring. Today, VE3RWJ and I are going to talk about... Hey now, you're an all-star. Not that one. Welcome to this episode of CQ Blind Hams. We're calling this one All-Star 101. What is All-Star? How is All-Star different from the other digital voice modes? What do you need to build your own All-Star node? We're going to cover all that and more. My co-host, who knows more about this than I do, is Patrick. VE3RWJ, this is KE4DYI. So, what is All-Star? As far as I know, All-Star is a way of routing voice transmissions over the internet. Okay, so in brief, the idea of All-Star came from the late Jim Dixon, WB6NIL, who was frustrated with repeater linking systems and how noisy they were and how bad the audio quality was, and he wanted to design a better way to link repeaters together. And he was also a telephony guy. He was actually responsible for some of the earliest hardware that made the asterisk PBX a viable solution for anyone wanting to deploy it on analog telephone networks. So he took this platform, asterisk PBX, open source, easy to work with, and built All-Star on top of it. And that's basically where it kind of started. You may be familiar with other ways of linking Echolink and IRLP, especially IRLP. But there are some advantages to All-Star, uh, the first being audio quality, the second being cost. All-Star is not expensive to get into. So All-Star is analog at both ends. You transmit, usually transmit into a node or a repeater with your radio, just like you would any other analog FM repeater. Yep. And All-Star digitizes that, sends it over the internet, and it comes out on the other end just as analog FM. Uh, it sounds better than IRLP and significantly better than Echolink. That's correct. It actually uses a codec called G711ULAW. Now, I did some research on this. Can you guess how old this is? I have no this, idea. This technology? You'd think it would be pretty modern, right? I know the Echolink documentation talks about dial-up modems, so Echolink is very old. <laughs> well, Echolink's aging documentation aside, I'll get to that in a second. G711 is a standard that was actually released in 1972, way before anybody was talking about voice over IP. So, not so modern after all, as it turns out. And this is a system that was developed for telephony. In North America, they use G711 ULAW, and in most of the rest of the world, they use G711 ALAW. The differences are very subtle, and I'm not going to get into that here because we would be here all day for no good reason. Basically, even though this is 8-bit technically, it doesn't equate to linear PCM 8-bit in the same way. It's more like 13-bit linear PCM for those who know how that works. So... What you need to know is you get a clean signal in and a clean signal out. You don't have compression artifacts like you have with Echolink, which uses a codec called GSM 6.10. 
And this is a standard that would eventually become de facto for digital telephone systems, for digital mobile telephone systems specifically. Uh, they adopted it in Europe much earlier than they did here. It's been around since the 80s, and it was designed to fit in a very small amount of bandwidth. So Echolink mentions modems. Of course, when it first came out, most people were still on dial-up. With All-Star, you don't really have to worry about that so much. It uses more bandwidth, but it also sounds quite a lot better. And by the way, All-Star also has an Echolink channel, so if you want to connect to Echolink nodes as well as All-Star, or even both at the same time, you can configure your All-Star node to connect to the Echolink network as well. So unlike the digital voice modes you may be familiar with, D-Star, DMR, and Fusion, P25, etc., your voice is not digitized at the radio end. It's analog on both ends, so it sounds just like talking through a regular repeater, and in some cases, quite a bit better than how some repeaters sound. It can be just about indistinguishable from simplex under the absolute best conditions. Now, later in this podcast, we're going to have some comparisons between All-Star and the different modes, so you can hear the difference. Think of All-Star as a very low-powered repeater in your house that you just use along with the radio you already own. In fact, you send commands to your all-star node using the touchtone pad, DTMF tones, from your radio. Just like you would dial up a link or any other feature of a repeater. It's exactly the same. So as a short demo, I'm going to dial a command to connect and then a node number. And I'm going to connect to the wind system, which is a very large interconnected repeater system out on the west coast of the U.S. It probably has a couple hundred repeaters and nodes and other things all interconnected. So we're going to just connect to that and I'll ask for a short demo. Node two, three, five, three, connected to node five, zero, nine, nine, four. KD6GGM is monitoring, out uh, walking around. Victor Echo 3, Romeo Whiskey Juliet. I'm recording a little podcast episode all about All Star. Could some of you guys just key up and say where you're located? And 4SJW, south of Denver, Colorado. Okay, thanks guys, that's great. Much appreciated, B3RWJ. It won't stop unless I... And that was disconnecting. So it was just a short command and a node number to connect, and then another short command to disconnect. 
So as you heard in that demo, AllStar is pretty widely used to connect repeaters. We're talking mostly about personal nodes in this podcast, but it's definitely used for repeater linking. And to control repeaters. It can be your repeater controller. It can. A lot of people are doing that now. I keep finding local repeaters that have the same voice and courtesy tones on them as AllStar nodes, and that's a dead giveaway. It is. Especially there's a default courtesy tone, which you won't hear on this podcast, <laughs> not from either of us anyway, and that's on a bunch of repeaters around here, so it's pretty much very obvious. Once I connected to something, you maybe heard my unique courtesy tone. That's just one of the many things you can change about your node. We could, if you guys are interested, do a future episode on how to customize your node. You can run scripts to have things happen at certain times, maybe connect to nets automatically, go out and get the weather forecast. I don't know. What else can you do, Patrick? Well, of course, uh, one of the things we do here on the Blind Hams Hub and the Blind Hams Network is lots of connecting modes to other modes, and that's one of the things All-Star can, when you get a little bit experienced with it, makes that pretty easy to do. You can just about connect anything to just about anything else through All-Star. And, of course, playing announcements during the week, advertising whatever's going on on your local repeater, or in this case, the Blindham's Bridge. That's all happening through All-Star as well. Indeed. So that's the other thing about All-Star, is the barrier to entry is very low. It does not take lots of money to get into All-Star. No, there's a bunch of different ways you can get into that, and again, we'll talk about some of those later. Without getting technical, how would you describe the difference in sound between All-Star and things like DMR or Fusion? Well, the thing about DMR, Fusion, D-Star, all those sorts of things, is that Essentially, what these digital modes are doing is they're taking a general snapshot of a sound and resynthesizing it using an extremely low bandwidth, low complexity bitstream. And what you hear on the other end basically sounds like what it started out as. If you say something, you'll you know, be able to generally understand it as long as there's not a lot of background noise or other things. Whereas there are obvious artifacts with these methods because there's just not a lot of bandwidth. There's not a lot of room to move these bits around on purpose. You know, these are meant to be used in crowded radio spaces and multiplexing and all these sorts of things. Like in the case of DMR, you can have two conversations going on at once on the same frequency with two time slots, that sort of thing. So there's going to be obvious compromises. You'll hear it with some voices, especially more than others and in certain situations more than others. But with All-Star, it's pretty much what you put in is basically what you get out, because it's not using an approximation of the voice, it's actually using the waveforms that you feed it. Okay, well, here come some comparisons between All-Star and D-Star, All-Star and DMR, and All-Star and Fusion. And in all of these, to keep things relatively consistent, we used the same radio for All-Star and D-Star, uh, a Kenwood HT. We used the same radio for All-Star and DMR, a Radioddity GD77, and a Yesu Mobile for All-Star compared to Fusion. For a comparison between All-Star and DMR, here is the GD77 radio transmitting through All-Star. And this is DMR audio from the GD77 coming through Brainmeister. And to compare All-Star and D-Star, this is the Kenwood THD74 handheld coming through All-Star. And this is the same radio coming through D-Star, VE3RWJ. 
And this is a Yesu Radio, an FTM 100 mobile, coming through All Star. And this is the same Yesu Radio coming through Fusion, the 3RWJ. You've heard how it sounds. You've heard how it's not expensive to get into. What do you need to get started? Well, there are a bunch of ways you can do this, but a basic configuration that most people would be familiar with looks something like this. So you've got a Raspberry Pi running a little bit of software. That's connected to a node radio via USB. And then your regular analog FM radio talks to that node radio once the PL frequency and all that have been programmed to match. The Raspberry Pi is connected to the internet, and the internet connects you to the rest of the All-Star network. Some people even use radioless nodes. These are pretty popular for net control because they allow easy use of full duplex. And these are basically little boxes that connect to a microphone and have a headphone output or a speaker output. And these connect to your existing All-Star node. But before I say any more about All-Star nodes, I have to ask N5ZUA, this is KE4DYI, how is my audio? Okay, Art, I think we got your question, but to be honest, your audio is way overdriven into distortion. So if you come back to us again, make sure you back off that mic. But let's go to uh, Ron. Well, okay, I didn't actually ask N5ZUA about my audio quality. That was recorded from Win System TechNet, and N5ZUA is well known for using one of these radioless nodes, so I thought I would just give you a sample of what that sounds like. It's pretty nice. So generally, most people are running a Raspberry Pi, which is about the size of a deck of cards, a CM119 sound fob, which is just an, a very inexpensive sound fob that plugs into the USB port, and usually a radio module from Beofang or similar. So all of this can be put together for, what would you say, Patrick, about $200 US? 200 maybe even 150 You can save a little money if you've got say, an old commercial radio lying around that you're not using, or even an old ham radio, uh, a Linko or a Kenwood, some various models, and some cables, you can throw that together and save even more money if you like. And, of course, more power. In fact, my first All-Star node was actually based on an old Motorola Radius SM50, and it worked well, and it sounded great, but it was also not very portable. There are places that sell cables that can plug directly into, say, a Kenwood TMV71, and your Raspberry Pi, and then you're all set. Yeah, so the two places I can think of off the top of my head that sell these cables are Repeater Builder sells a bunch of them. They're called the RIM cables, R-I-M. And then UriCables.com, U-R-I Cables.com, sell cables that go along with the DMK Engineering URI, which will get you connected to a bunch of different radios, and it's generic enough that if you want to build something that doesn't exist, you can also do that. Now, before people get worried about this being very technical, the Raspberry Pi in an all-star node is running Linux, but you do not need to know Linux to get into this. That's right. The software involved is put on a micro SD card. That card goes into your Raspberry Pi, and you simply boot up the Raspberry Pi. That's really all there is to it, along with some initial setup and configuring. And we might do a future podcast on getting a node running. So just your first steps, putting the software on the card, setting up the radio for what frequency you want it to operate on, that kind of thing. But for now, we're just looking at what equipment you need to get started in All-Star. And you have a choice of two different software packages that can be put on your Raspberry Pi to run your All-Star node. One of them, which was the original package, is All-Star Link, 
And that's available at allstarlink.org, the same website you went to to register for an all-star node number. A newer and some would say more stable and more feature-rich package is called HamVoip. And that's available at hamvoip.org. If you were to guess, Patrick, what percentage of the All-Star community is running HamVoip versus All-Star Link? Would you say the majority are running HamVoip these days? I would say the majority. Of, there are a lot of older nodes out there that are still running ASL, but I would say a good, I at least 80%, maybe even more by now, are running HamVoip these days. Some places sell pre-built nodes that don't require any setup. You simply plug them in and use them. Yeah, there are several of these. One of the more popular ones is the ClearNode from node-ventures.com. It used to be that you could only get those in the U.S. Now I think you can get them in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, but I could be wrong about that. If you're familiar with the open spots for digital modes, think of this as kind of the open spot of All-Star. It's really convenient, really portable, and is set up to work straight out of the box. Yeah, and it comes with a smartphone app. Sure does. It's the only one I know of with a smartphone app. I'd say that's the easiest. Peter, G7RPG in the UK, sells a node that is ready to go. When it arrives at your door, you simply plug it in, tune your radio to the frequency that you gave him, and again, you are up and running. And by the way, the G7RPG Microhub is a pretty cleverly designed little box. It's all self-contained. You've got a few different components inside a project box, including a Raspberry Pi, an extremely stripped-down and modified Bofeng BF888S for the node radio, and a custom power supply board that powers everything. It runs on DC from 7 to 24 volts. On the outside, there are some lights and a switch, and that's about it. You might have an Ethernet jack. You may have an SMA connector. He sells different options. So things can be customized. He's a great guy to work with. If you tell him what you want, he can usually make it happen. Then we get options that do need a little more setup and configuring on your part, such as the Shari node. So in that case, you can buy them as a kit if you know someone who can solder. Or if your local club is looking for a project, maybe several people want to put their own nodes together. So in the case of a node like the Shari node, and that's Sierra Hotel Alpha Romeo India, Shari, you buy the Raspberry Pi computer yourself. You download the software that's going to go on the memory card that goes into the Pi. And you can order the Shari node assembled. And it mates with the Raspberry Pi. As long as they know which Raspberry Pi you have, you simply line up the USB connectors and push the two little boxes together. That's Like Chris said, the Shari radio module is a little metal box. It's a very well-constructed case. Plugs straight into the Raspberry Pi. It's got the two USB ports on the bottom. One of them is for programming the radio, and the other is for everything else, audio and radio. And on the other side, you've got some lights, you've got an SMA connector for the included very short little antenna, and that's about it. Inside that box is an SA-818 radio module, and a board, and a little audio fob. Regardless of what kind of node you get, whether it's a plug-and-play version or you're putting something together yourself, you first need to register for a node number that identifies you on the All-Star Network at allstarlink.org. The nomenclature they use is a little bit confusing, so let's go through that. Okay, so when you, when you sign up at allstarlink.org and create an account, you request a server and a node. Now that's a little misleading because yeah. no one is going to no one is going to send you a server unless I'm mistaken. I don't know. <laughs> if people want to send me free servers, that's okay. I'm a, I'm down with that. 
So you request a server and a node, and they get back to you in a few days' time with that information. That then is either programmed into your node that you're setting up, or you send it to Peter if you're buying one of his pre-built nodes, or Node Ventures if you're getting the clear node. After the initial setup of putting in your node number and password, the next thing to do usually when you're building your own node is to start setting levels, making sure your audio is good, checking the emphasis and de-emphasis settings, making sure all of your DTMFs are recognized, and from there, you're on the air. Here's a transmission from my MD380 in analog mode to the G7 RPG microhub, which uses a Bofeng radio. And this is the same radio with the same settings transmitting to Vishari, which uses the SA818 radio module, which sounds quite a bit different. Once again, going to the G7 RPG microhub. And now back on the Shari and its SA818 radio. And now, conversely, I'm transmitting from my computer to a Kenwood THF6A, what you're currently hearing is the return from the G7 RPG microhub. And after this transmission, I'll switch to the Shari. And this is the Shari receiving that same signal from the network and coming back through the Kenwood THF6A. The reason I'm using this radio is it has the least filtered headphone out of anything I have. And now back to the G7 RPG microhub. And now back to the Shari and the SA818 radio module. As you probably know, and as you can probably hear from that demonstration, every analog radio has a little bit of a characteristic sound. You can talk to three different repeaters from the same radio and they'll all sound a little different. In this case, the G7 RPG and SA818 radios are quite a bit different, even though they are a similar premise. So the characteristics of both radios will be superimposed on the network, just like you're talking to a repeater. Now, of course, there are pros and cons to every situation. I have a pretty noisy UHF environment in my immediate area. And sometimes when I unkey on the frequency where my G7 RPG microhub lives, I get this wonderful burst of noise. Sometimes it goes away entirely if I just move the node a couple of inches to one side or the other. Sometimes it's uh, perfectly fine for weeks without touching it. And sometimes, like today, it's particularly annoying. In the land of digital voice, having a bunch of noise on your frequency like that would probably result in a pretty high bit error rate. But in analog land, it just makes a bunch of noise. So it's always a good idea to make sure your frequency is clean. Now, like Echolink, you can access All-Star from your computer. There's an older program called IAX RPT that you would use for that. Which is what I just used on that demonstration, talking about things out of order. So if you have a good microphone and maybe some processing on your computer to send out high-quality audio, you can put audio out over the All-Star network that sounds better than what you'll hear from a radio. Anybody looking to check in, please go ahead and give your call phonetically. V3RWJ. Indeed, but of course you do have to have an all-star node to do this. You can't just, like, unlike Echolink with your smartphone, you can just log in to Echolink and just use it. The way IXRPT works is it has to have something to connect to. There's no public endpoint. So if you are really in a bind and you want to play with all-star, it's 
totally possible to set up an all-star node that doesn't have a radio attached to it if you want to do that and then connect IXRPT to that and that will get you into all-star until you can get a radio connected to it. So we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of setting that up on this podcast. It's a little bit beyond a 101, but maybe in a future episode. It's also worth mentioning that there's a phone portal, so if you don't have a radio yet, or if you do, but it's not accessible to you, you can call a phone number, log in with a 10-digit PIN, and access All-Star from your telephone. Any telephone will do. It doesn't have to be a smartphone. It's just a phone number. But you don't then have the radio experience. I think that's why... Part of why All-Star is neat is you're just using your radio. Yeah, like you're using any other radio. If you're using a simplex node, it's kind of... A mix of simplex and using a repeater. It's the best way I can describe it. It's really like having a little repeater. You can link to other all-star nodes. You can control various aspects of your node, all from DTMF. And there are other ways to do that as well. But DTMF is the easiest. If you enjoyed this episode, we could do a future episode on how to get your node up and running, initial configuration and setup, how to monitor what's happening on your node and on the network, with something called Supermon, and also an iPhone app called Node Remote. I mentioned earlier that there's not an app for anything other than the clear node, but there are ways around that. We could do an episode on IAXRPT. That's the program you can run on your PC that lets you use All-Star without a radio. And we could do short episodes on how to customize your node, how to get things to happen at certain times of the day, how to change the courtesy tones, Maybe how to play audio instead of courtesy tones. How to adjust your audio levels. Wait, wait, E, 4, D, Y, I, deactivated. No, wait, wait, we're not done yet! V, E, 3, R, W, J, deleted. Crap. Goodbye.